This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the MK1 podcast, your hub for everything, Milton Keynes Dons. Well, 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 uh, we've been saying for quite a bit of time that this game against Burton would mean something on the final day. And uh, we're sitting here on a, on a Friday evening um, just after work and got a big game on Sunday, haven't we, Joe? Yeah, well, like last season, we've got something to play for on the final day. Um, unfortunately, um, perhaps not quite what we had in mind, say, uh, on July the 30th last season, uh, at the start of this season, I beg your pardon. But, um, well, I mean, it's always interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they don't fail us to keep us entertained. I mean, that's that's for sure. And, you know, I think the fact that we've already sold out the away end of 1.7 MK Don's fans and under Burton kind of shows... Uh, how important this game's going to be to the fans and hopefully the team and hopefully get that, those three points, um, which touch upon later on. But um, a lot to go over tonight. Uh, might be a shorter episode in many respects because obviously we talked a bit about Burton in the last episode in terms of the running and what our thoughts were on it. Um, and to be fair, we kind of thought after the... Just, go on, go on, carry you, on. You, are you sure you didn't want to do 45 minutes on the Barnsley game? Uh, I'm all right, mate. I mean... I know we had a lot of goals. Four uh, four, obviously, it was a it was a, I mean, entertaining game is one way of putting it. Uh, it was, it's just it's baffling, isn't it? It really is. Obviously, you take you go one 0 down, probably expected from. I mean, a bit of pinball at the back, and you know, Jamie Kevin can't do much about that goal really. And then you somehow score four goals against the best team in the league. Two a goal of the season winner for Mo. Congratulations to Mo winning that award. And, you know, Magoma is running half the pitch and setting up Mo for that goal and scoring for set pieces, which is unheard of this season. And, yeah, I mean, we were absolutely baffled in the stands, but I think in the, in the same breath, some of us were looking at each other like, you know, what are the chances we actually, you know, fuck this up, quite frankly, and uh, fuck it up, we did. Um, f- three unbelievable goals, all coming from the right-hand side of the defence. Um, again, more more pinball stuff, more just players not dealing with situations and boy, you can even blink, it's 4-4 and everyone's just sort of like disappointed but not surprised really in the, in the, in the block 11 anyway in terms of what happened because we've we've seen it quite a few times over the past couple of weeks, we've seen it, I mean, they not say it's extent, but same sort of, sort of situation and you, you really couldn't believe it. Every single result went our way, everyone was losing and 
we were in prime position to make our final day of the season at Burton, you know, a, a stress-free one where we could just go and enjoy ourselves in the sun and have a good day. But now we're heading there, really needing to win. I'm not I'm not buying all this betting Morecambe's result. That's just rubbish to me. Um, needing to win, really. And, I mean, we'll get into it later, but Burton are a pretty good team, Joe, aren't they? Well, I mean, we were all Burton fans, I think, on Wednesday night. And um, due to us basically messing up, as you mentioned, at Barnsley, we now, we didn't have it in our own hands. And uh, thanks to Burton beating uh, Cambridge on Wednesday night, we now find ourselves with it back in our hands. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, it's not something to be particularly celebrated as such, but um, it's definitely, I think, the way I would rather have it, rather than relying on other people like we were last season. At least we do have it in our own hands. Um, But yeah, Burton made changes. And um, we saw that they they had a keeper who'd made three professional appearances come into goal, and I'm not being funny, Liam, but I think that's save of the season for me. I don't know about I mean, you. What, what a save! He I saw it live and I was like, "Wow, it's so impressive!" Yeah, incredible. Really, was incredible. Um, and I hope that he gets a bit comfortable and uh, we smash four, four past him on Sunday. And, I mean, I don't know about you, Liam, but I mean, they had their player awards last night. Burton did. I mean, I think they should, you know, on Saturday night, I think they really deserve to go out and celebrate, don't you? <laughs> they've had a fantastic season, mate. Obviously, you know, since the turn of the... Since Dino came in, they've been like, what, a top seven, top six team on form. Um, so, yeah, they, they deserve full celebrations, you know, head into next season uh, on a high and um, lose on Sunday. That'd be nice. <laughs> Do we have to go back to talk about the Barnsley game now? Uh, I mean, probably... I don't really know what to say to anyone listening, and, it's, and apologies to the podcast. And you want us to hear us talk about it, but when you, when your team goes falling up against, what was it fourth in the league um, at the time, and you, know, you, you understand like how many what you're watching really in terms of the goals for scoring and the emotions, and then that happens at the back, and you know, listen to Warren O'Hara's interview after the game, he just looks. I had the players, I had to see the players at full time. They looked deflated, and I suppose I it's think... it, gone. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I mean, I guess what, what I've seen is I've seen, obviously, there's a lot of blame to go around. And I've seen a lot of it levelled at Mark Jackson. And I, I, I struggle with that because I'm sorry, but it was Mark Jackson changing the system completely. We went with two up front in Lecco and Isa. We didn't play any wingers. And then we had three in midfield to really contain Barnsley. 70 minutes you know, because when Barnsley scored, it was their first shots of the game and it was against the run of play, or truth be told. You know, we I think we might have hit the woodwork and we also had um, Isa, uh, we had a, a ball flashed across the box. Isa also had a good chance, didn't he? So I think it actually, you know, Jackson set us up to win and we, first half, we just, we, we just got a bit unlucky, really. And I think when they scored, we dropped, of course. But then second half, I have to say, you know, the way that we played, we were really aggressive. We we didn't, I think as well, not just the attacking play that we showed, but the stopping Barnsley play. Barnsley had nothing in the first 70 minutes, I'd like to caveat that with. So I just think for me personally, you know, the last 20 minutes, Jackson, okay, yeah, he made some changes, but let's face it, he had to make changes because of what those players had given him. I think McEachran was already on a yellow and was blown out of his ass. Um, and then the other players, they'd given so much that he had to make changes. And I don't think it's Jackson's fault that what was on the bench really wasn't 
you know, it was a drop off from what started the game. And I think that's quite start, you know, Liam is quite um, a theme that the second half, especially the last sort of half an hour, we've really struggled at times purely because the strength of the bench just isn't what it could or, or needs to be. Yeah, like we spoke about the 60 30 rule pretty much the whole season. And I mean, with this game, maybe it was more 70 20 or 75 50. We're improving. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, we're getting it. Maybe we put 90 0 at some point. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, you're right. The, the depth is not there at all. Um, and that's obviously a massive thing to address in the summer and probably January also because doing it in one, one window is, is very ambitious and maybe even two. Um, but yeah, I mean that that right hand side of that defence got absolutely destroyed in that last fifteen minutes. Um, you know, and many ways we were saying about Jules and Louis on the left hand side, maybe not protecting each other. We saw exactly the same situation with um Kai Kai and Was doing the same thing, you know, Was being well, thrown into it and in and again his first position his first time playing in that right hand side position in God knows how long in terms of when he's played there. And I think yeah, once Barnsley actually targeted him in many ways, he it's hard to say, but he didn't read the foot kind of task, did he? Let's be honest. Every single goal comes from his side, whether it's a deflected cross that goes to their Barnsley player or it's a straight ball played into the box that Jamie Cohen can't collect and it goes to their striker. It's um disappointing. And as mentioned, you can tell he was absolutely devastated about the result and tried to sort of show the emotion in the dressing room. But yeah, if there's anything that needs that you can take away from that game is that the players have got again the midfield has to protect the back the back three more. Um, and Maquette and Magoma again are, are so advanced at times that there's literally there's no there's no protection for any of them. And the moment a team like Burton fully enough who can attack us, um, as we've clearly seen midweek against um against Cambridge with lights of Helm and and Smith, um yeah, sorry, Helm and um, some other players, um you know, they're gonna cause problems and probably score goals. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think they're they're the sort of team that we we probably never really do well against, and it's it's going to be a a tight pitch, you know, almost similar to Cambridge away. I mean, last season we didn't play well there at all, and we had a moment of brilliance that won us the game in the ninety fifth minutes, the Scott Twine volley, um, and I, I think you know I think it may need to be something similar. To be quite honest, I don't think we're going to go to Burton's turf. And completely outplay them, Liam. No, because well, as we know, mate, um, we've we've got quality, um, but that quality is just not showing consistently enough. Clearly, the, the Barnsley performance is a is a exact like if you, if you could define what that def, that that sort of meaning means, it is that performance. Like we were, mm. we were fantastic for like majority of the game, arguably best we've seen it all season. And then we just collapse based off one a one action pretty much of a goal, and it was and it was a pretty crap goal as well. And you know we've we've seen particularly from Burton midweek how how just relentless they were in terms of their pressing and their counter attacking and transition. And you know, these, these players have to really switch on on this game. And you know Jackson at the award show, which we got into in a bit, mentioned about how you know the, these players are ultimately ready for war. Well, I don't know if that's the technically the right approach. Maybe it's the right mentality in some ways in terms of like doing giving it all on the pitch and you know giving it all for the fans that are coming but ultimately they've got to keep a cool head like they're in control of their own destiny as I mentioned all they need to do is score one goal and defend properly if they can do that they're, we're in they won next season I mean 
Pete Winkleman described the game as a playoff final. Um, I mean, so I'd just like to congratulate everyone at the club for reaching their first playoff final. Oh. <laughs> and it's, uh, hey, at least we haven't got a really bad playoff record now. But, I, know, I mean, uh... Uh, here we go. Right, I've got my. I've just. I'm just going to put my rose-tinted spectacles on. I think you, you think back to big games on the final day in recent years. Plymouth away. We did our part of the bargain. Mansfield at home, we done our part. You know, two recent examples where when when it really came down to it, we did it. Now, okay, there's a shell of the team from last season and we don't have someone that's going to score four goals live on Sky. However, I would like to be proven wrong. So if anyone would like to, you know, pin that up on the dressing room, then, um, yeah, by all means. But... You know, we we have got form for doing this sort of thing before, and we've, as you said, we have seen it in flashes, and that's the. I think that's what makes it more frustrating, the fact that we've seen what we can do. You know, if we were just crap all season, then yeah, whatever, we deserve to go down. But it's just consistency because we've had periods in games because it's not even as if we've had a run where we've done really well and then we switch off. It's in games, you know, Shrewsbury at home. We were really good. They score in the 89th minute. Extra at home. They have four shots in the entire game and walk off two nil winners. It's just those moments where we've fallen down, yet at times we've shown real top tier. You know, we've taken it to Sheffield Wednesday, the perfect example away from home. It was where Mark Jackson has devised a plan and we have stuck to that plan for 45 minutes. And we have, we have really seen that out to the letter. And you can't tell me that that's not because that's just the players. Because that Mark Jackson, he went there and he, he knew that we were going to attack Sheffield Wednesday. And the Wednesday fans were, they hadn't conceded at home in five months. And we scored twice in the first half. That's not just the players getting lucky. That is Mark Jackson implementing a certain um, plan. Second half, they score one goal within 10 minutes from a, I think it was a very soft penalty, if memory serves me correctly, Liam. Yeah, it was a penalty. It was either that or a crap cutback. It it was crap. They scored a lot of goals, yeah. Um, But then from then on, we've, I think all of us were just like, right, well, uh, how many goals do we leave then? You know, beat the traffic. Because everyone knew that they were going to score three, four, five at that point. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I think I was, I turned to you, Liam, when they scored a second, and I thought, well, what do you reckon they get four or five then? You know, in terms of Barnsley on Saturday, and it's not because I don't. It's not because I want them to. It's just because you can see that you know when we can see the goal, there's no sort of right. Come on, lads, let's get it together. It's just, oh shit, here we go. And it's almost like the players are like, oh god, they're going to get back into. It. I Look, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a performance analyst. I'm not any of these things. But it's it's um you know it's something that we just need to put together for ninety minutes, and we have seen it a few times this season. Let's not be totally you know doom and gloom. We have seen it done. It's just it's got to come at a team that since well since Dino Mamri has come in, they've they've been top nine, I think ninth in the form in the table, which and it's thirty six games as well, and you know that's not something to be sniffed at. And Burton Albion, they've you know been going under the radar and I think with a few additions they're probably, they're not far off being a 
playoff level team, really. Um, so, yeah, the utmost respect to Burton Albion. But oh, we, we more than have the tools to do it. But it's just, I think this all depends on, not not on Burton, it depends on whether or not we turn up. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think Barnsley did have a little bit of an off day as well. Let's face it, on Saturday. But I think what we did, you know, we were still very good at times. So I think, but I think this one, if we are how we can be, then I don't think Burton can do too much about it. Yeah, I mean, let's just give everyone a bit of a breakdown of the table as it currently stands, because I imagine everyone's... Obviously, the last game of the season, it's and with the situation we find ourselves in, it's probably a good thing to do. So, obviously, Oxford, are, you know, are, are safe now on forty-seven points. Funnily enough, Lee Manning kept him up as we kind of predicted he would. Um, he's not a bad manager at all. Um, then there's us on forty-four, um, basically above the relegation zone on goal difference at this point. Um, and then there's Morecambe also on, on forty-four. They have extra way on the final day of the season. Um, I mean, we said we said they get four wins um, to end the campaign, and they're on on course to get four. Um, so if that happens, you know, I think Don's really have to beat Burton. Um, that's pretty much that. Cambridge, of course, had the massive game in hand against Burton midweek. They they lost that thankfully, uh, but they do have Forest Green at home on on the final day. So if they do win that, they jump. They go to forty six points, which you know, if either or if both Don's and Morecambe don't win. Um, then that le- the leapfrog both of us and uh, get at the 20th place. But And there's also Accrington, who aren't mathematically down yet, but they got Oxford away in a final day of the season and I think they'd need a, a pretty damn close to a miracle to uh, to stay up in, in League One next season. So, I mean, Joe, when you look at that table, obviously, I think you have to be confident. You know, you mentioned we mentioned the goal difference um, last episode and how vital that is. It's even more vital now considering... You know, more come on the same points as us. Cambridge, you know, whilst they're not getting, they're not getting at least a point at, at Burton is is pretty cr- crucial also. But I I think the mentality, of course, has to be win the football match. But if you are going to be a bit of a, I know some people have been like, oh, if we match Morecambe's result, we we could have a chance and all this rubbish. But what what are your thoughts on the table heading into it as we head into Sunday? I mean, we're above the dotted line for now, and that is where I would want to start the day, uh, putting it bluntly. Uh, The only thing is, you know, I guess it's the fixtures, really, that come into it for me, because Cambridge are playing against a team that's been basically had their mind on League Two for about four months, and um, won one in 24, which just happened to be against Sheffield Wednesday to screw me up on my season-long bet as well. <laughs> so Forest Green really aren't in my good books. Um, but if they could pull a win out their asses now, I all will be forgiven for messing up my eight-fold um, pre-season accumulator. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean Exeter—they've lost six in a row. I mean, so that bodes well. If Sam Nombe wants to. You know, have himself a, a place in the MK Dons fans' heart after a perhaps uh, sketchy last year, I guess we could say. Um, you know, I think um, we can maybe, I think we can let bygones be got bygones if he were to, you know, show some of that awesome form that he's shown at times this season. Um, so, yeah, I think Morecambe, Morecambe don't have an easy fixture as such. Exeter are capable of, of uh, being a good team on their day. However, I do think Cambridge may be a, a straightforward regulation winner. And in that case, we need to win ourselves. 
So I, I think, as you said before, the table doesn't really come into it too much for me because of the fixtures. And because of the, that, the fact for, for me, I think we just need to focus on ourselves. I know it's, I sound like Liam Manning there, but let's just focus <laughs> on what we're doing and what we can do. Yeah, I think I think that's the best way to look at it, mate. I, I can't see much else there that I really take from it. I mean, I'll be I'll be surprised if one of us or Morecambe don't win on the final day. Um, you know, literally the motivation is there for both teams to do it, and it is in many ways in their control, I suppose, for more because obviously you know Morecambe will say that okay, maybe they need a, they need a favour from Burton ultimately, but. I think both teams would want to think that if they get three points, they'll, they'll likely stay up in the league. But of course, it's the final day, and we know what happens on the final day compared to, compared to last season. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting day. Um, I don't think many of the the seventeen hundred Dons fans in in the away end are going to be drink going to be watching that game sober. To be honest, because if you are, then fair play to you. Cause it's going to be a tough watch for ninety minutes or ninety minutes plus. Um, but yeah, we'll be in Burton nice and early and uh, we'll see what happens, I suppose. Liam, what is the red item of clothing that you are going to be sporting in the away end? You know what? I was thinking that earlier. I don't actually have that much red. I do have red, but not that much red. But not Definitely not Don's bean. I might have to have a little dig around and see what I can find. I, um, yeah, I was having a brief look earlier and the only thing in my wardrobe I could find was this orange jacket a light jacket i remember so, yeah i remember that number yeah yeah if the weather could behave itself then I. Think it's, me- I think it's meant to be sunny with... it's meant to be sunny like 19 degrees so oh 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 goodness maybe paired with some shorts perhaps um shorts yeah sunny. i think I, I i'm going to be doing my uh, i'm going to be compromising with orange i'm afraid uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah i'm doing my bit so to speak yeah, I'll I'll have a little dig around, and if work, push comes to shove, I'll buy something red on a on tomorrow for the boys. And uh, yeah, I think I think the marketing to be able to club is actually pretty decent for this week. Obviously, putting the kits on sale, things like that, that's a pretty good. I mean, it's end of the season, so they get new kits next season, but it's a mm-hmm. decent gesture in terms of support. And um, I mean, I can't yeah. imagine they sold many of them kits. This season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we didn't get them till about halfway through the season, anyway, did we? <laughs> well, no, no, you're not wrong, but um. Yeah, I suppose, it, I suppose it counts at this point. Um, let's quickly touch on the award show. I mean, I'm surprised they went ahead of it considering the Cambridge game was actually on at the same time. Um, <laughs> well, I'm, we I'm glad they went. They probably thought, well, we'll just get it out of the way with now because if, if we lose next week, there's no chance we'll be able to get away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose the I suppose the two highlight awards were the the Young Player of the Year and the the Player of the Year. Um, and they went to a Player of the Year was Jamie Cumming and Young Player of the Year was Connor Grant. Um, anyone that knows me, watch me, knows me watching Don's games, knows I've been banging the Conor Grant drum for quite a while. Um, and I think he, I think he fully deserved Young Player of the Year. You know, you look at his contributions, and you know, if you're into your data that much, you know, he was arguably the most important player in that Don's team in terms of points and goals scored. So, so points gains and goals scored. Sorry. So the fact that you know he won that award, I think for me was fully justified. And yeah, I mean, Jamie's Jamie, isn't he? He's probably one of the best keepers I've had in a, in a little while at the club. Uh, probably since Dave Martin, to be fair, he's been coaching him. Um, and, you know, he's going to go on to probably better things next season, um, depending on where we are in League One or League Two. Um, but yeah, fantastic keeper who really should have had a championship, also a League One promotion on his CV last season. Um, and again, yeah, putting some fantastic performances this season that's uh, kept us in in this dogfight to the final day. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think young player for me, yeah, 100% Conor Grant. 
Um, I think maybe if Dawson Devoy maybe got, a, it, it, you know, it seems that Dawson Devoy's almost come out of the team and Conor Grant's come in in recent weeks. So, yeah, I think it could only have been Conor Grant. Um, player of the season, I think if Dan Harvey would have stayed fit for the whole year, he definitely would have had a claim for it. Um, but I think coming, you know, I think he definitely does deserve it. But I think in, in the same breath, it says a, it, it has its own story. The fact Absolutely. that our goalkeeper and the players voted him as well. So I think the players are kind of looking behind them thinking, yeah, he's bailed us out a few times. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, he had a sticky period at this, in, in the middle of the season. I don't know if you remember where I think it was got every single shot on target. He conceded was going in. Um, but sometimes that just happens. Um, he saved, I think, two penalties this season, two or three penalties. Um, yeah. And considering we've given away about, I don't know, eight million or something this season, that's quite impressive. Um, well, no, his, his ratio is a bit better than three out of eight million. But uh, <laughs> he's, not, he's not quite David De Gea. Um, um, but yeah, no, great to see, obviously. And, you know, from winning winning fan of the year previously, you could see, obviously, uh, the latest fan of the year and young fan of the year, Awards we handed out obviously to supporters who have given a lot this season and gone through a lot this season, of course, in terms of what's happened uh, on the pitch uh, and in some cases off it also. So yeah, it's good to see that. Um, and yeah, like a good decent evening overall. Um, I was up in Manchester, so I couldn't be there. Uh, but yeah, no, look decent. So yeah, I suppose until until Sunday, that's pretty much it in terms of us. Um, obviously, if you are going to Burton, we'll see you there. Um, there's going to be quite a lot of us part of the sound of things. So it'll be good to see a full way end for once. Um, if you do have any spare tickets or can't make it, um, please feel free to um, at us at MK1 Podcast, um, at Don's Action, of course. Uh, and if you want to ask personally, you know, our socials um, via our Twitter. So, yeah, please do that or retweet it and make sure those tickets are, um, are taken because I know there's quite a lot of people looking for one, um, thinking that they would be able to get one fairly easily, but unfortunately haven't just yet. Rookie error. Rookie I know error. it's shocking, isn't it? Had mine in my wallet for weeks, knowing that this would happen, and uh, here we are. <laughs> oh. It's probably worth more than everything else in your wallet at this point. Right? It probably is too fair. Yeah, you should probably, uh, <laughs> probably head out the open market. Good. Oh, should we, should we start the bidding, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with I'll start with three points on Sunday. That'll be that would do me. Oh god, I don't know how much I'd pay for that. That's... I'm sure. I'm sure Pete Winkleman <laughs> would pay a lot for it. That's for sure. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. Especially if he's going to be his first, you... his technical first winner to play a final as well, which is all over it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and don't forget your breakfast rolls from Stadium MK. Um, you feel free to claim. I think um, it's whether you're going by car, train or bus, you can you can go and claim one. Yeah, or, I mean, um, fair, fair play if you are actually going to the stadium to get that. Because what is it? Like, it's from like half seven or something, isn't it? It's pretty early. Half seven to half eight. Yes. I mean, that's, that's still... Yeah, well, I mean, Liam, my journey begins at 7am. Oh, enjoy. Enjoy that. So, I mean, mine, mine starts very similar, to be fair. I think like half seven, so... Driving down to Milton Keynes, getting parked up, head over to the state station, ready for the, to join the train. Oh, hopefully, I can get a seat, which but I very much doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't think um the two. Well, I think it's two of us coming from London are going to be able to manage to save like what fifty plus seats. But we'll, we'll try our best, mate, for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it'll be a good day, and yeah, hopefully the lads get the job done. Um. And yeah, I suppose the next episode will be a reflection on that, and um, I suppose a look, a look back at the season and look forward to whatever division we're in next year. Um, but until then, um, see you on on Sunday, and come on, UMK Dons. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.